The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Saturday, June 26th edition. We have a good one for you. We have Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals. I am your host, Santino Cocone. Before we get into it, I do want to give a quick shout-out over to our guys at MyBookie. Simply the best sports book around. They have everything that you need uh, that your local casino would have. Have any sports bet that you want to make, whether it's futures, props, normal, over, under, uh, standard bet, whatever the case may be, they have it. And they have a fully fledged casino platform, whether it's live dealers, uh, virtual dealers, virtual games, table games, slots, you name it, they got it right at the edge of your fingertips. So instead of going to your local casino, you have one right on your computer. Or if you don't have a local casino, now you do. And the best part is you can get your first deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks by simply entering the promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L. Upon signing up, it's as simple as betting, winning, and getting paid. All right, guys, let's get into this one. As I mentioned, we have Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals. It is 2-1. The Suns have a 2-1 lead. The home team has won all three games so far. On uh, this one, the Suns are at the Clippers again. The spread, the Suns are one-point home or road favorites, my bad. One-point road favorites. And the over-under is a solid 220. On the injury report, we have some a uh, little bit of news here. We have... Abdel Nader is questionable. He has been cleared from his right knee surgery. I would assume he's ready to go. Devin Booker, available. Campaign is probable for the Suns. And on the Clippers, we have Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka still out. All right. So let's get right into it. We'll start with the Phoenix side of the ball since they are the away team. Uh, We saw Chris Paul came back, first game back in roughly 10 10 or so days, and he didn't have a minutes limit. He went into the game not having a minutes limit, uh, which was really good on his part. I expected a little bit, but that's why these are early looks, and you got to make sure you can uh, be able to follow the news when you can on that. But I think if Chris Paul is ready to play, uh, full complement of minutes like he was, and and they're not going to hold him back or do any of that. Then he makes for a, a guy we'll have to keep an eye on. Um, unfortunately, that means campaign is someone that we can pretty much not fully ignore, but at his current price tag, uh, we don't need to look at him. He only played four minutes in the last one. Chris Paul got up to 39 on his first game back. <clears throat> So if campaign's still going to be uh, currently as it, as a utility, 6,800, we can just forget about him there. Uh, I know he was banged up, and he's probable for this one, but uh, Chris Paul playing over 35 minutes means his minutes are 
not going to be there too much. We know Devin Booker had that massive game one. Hasn't done much uh, comparatively since he shot 10 of 37. They're playing awesome defense on him, uh, so give the Clippers credit. It's about time that he he has a bounce back in this one. He's 2 of 10 from 3 in the last two games, and again, 10 of 37. I don't think he's going to shoot that poorly. Uh, Both games combined, he's under 30%. That's just, he's much better than that. I expect a little bounce back for but still at nearly an 11K price tag, um, it's it's a little tough. He, he'll probably be the contrarian play because everyone's looking at his last two games and saying, oh, and Chris Paul's back. Do I really want to go there? Should I just go to Chris Paul, who had himself a 43-point fantasy outing in his first game back? Uh, double-double, 15, 12, and two rebounds, three steals. I would still prefer Booker if I had the $1,000, but uh, I, I know 1000 isn't the easiest to play with. But DeAndre Ayton... He didn't have a massive game that he had in the first two, or in the second one specifically, but he's still at 18-9 and with two blocks and a steal. Shot 9 of 13 from the field. His field goal percentage this series is just out of this world. Uh, Shot 10 of 14 game one, 12 of 15 game two, 9 of 13 in the last one. That was his worst shooting performance of the three games so far is 9 of 13. So I think a 35-point floor, uh, 35 to 40, 50 points, is rock solid for him, and we could expect that. And now that his price tag dropped down a bit uh, to 8,200, he was at 9K last one. This is the lowest that he's been this entire series. Now I think we can look at him again. Uh, that's that's pretty low for where he's going and <clears throat> for what he's been able to do. Other guys I'm looking at, Cam Johnson again. He's been playing pretty well. He played 30 minutes in the last one, shot four of seven. Uh, he continues to play a decent chunk of minutes, 24, 24, and 30 in the last three games. I don't expect... I said this about Chris Paul, but I don't expect Abdel Nader to come in and play a ton of minutes. The guy hasn't played since um, March, the 21st of March. So I, that's, that is three months. So I can't expect him to come in and play some minutes. I expect Cam to continue playing a good amount of minutes. And at 4K, we can definitely look his way. Uh, Jay Crowder had a decent game. But um, to me, out of Bridges, Cam, and Crowder, I think Cam is showing that uh, he has just as much potential out of those guys, and he's a lot cheaper. So that's where I'm looking there. And Saric at uh, 2K is a guy that you can plug into your lineups if you need to. Very hard to expect anything big from him, but he can get you double-digit, possibly uh, 15 points, uh, and he's only 2K, so we might have to go there for getting a lot of big guys in the lineup. But I think Aiton, Cam Johnson are the two guys that I really like. Uh, Saric, Crowder, possibly, but not huge on Crowder. And then it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I prefer Booker over Paul, uh, but you might not have that $1,000. I think Booker is due for a bounce back. I mean, I don't expect him to shoot under 31% again for third straight game. Uh, After that first explosion game, he probably won't have another triple, 40-point triple-double like that. That was his first triple-double ever. But I expect a better shooting performance, and he's getting the shots up. So I Say that. Say he shoots, shoots 10 of 21. He'll put up 40 fantasy points or so, uh, maybe even more. And that's going to be coming fairly soon. So don't, uh, I'd rather be early than late on that. <clears throat> All right. And then we'll go on to the Clippers. And we saw, we'll start with the big guy. Paul George had himself a monster game. Uh, 9 of 26 shooting. Shot poorly from the field and poorly from three. But he put up 27 15 rebounds, grabbed 8 assists, played 43 minutes, and got 
his team in the win column. Uh, he has, now that Paul is back and and taking some more usage, uh, Paul George is clearly the highest upside guy on the, on the slate, I would say. He is the alpha on this team. There is no Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Paul George is going to be, the offense is going to be running through him. If they want to get this to an even series, uh, which if they go down 3-1, it's very hard to envision them taking two games from the Suns in Phoenix and also a third game. Uh, so I, I can't expect them to win the series. But if they want to get this even and make this an interesting st- series, possibly hold out for Kawhi Leonard Hope, which the team is trying to do, uh, even though there have been rumors that he tore his ACL, but no one's given us an official diagnosis. They're probably going to wait till after the season and then finally say it. But um, they're going to need Paul George to continue to play like he did in the last game and uh, even better. They're going to need him to go off and do everything they can. So he would be my preferred spend up for the uh, captain spot. Um, If you don't think they're going to win, I I think it's Devin Booker's time to shine too. Those two guys, obviously the best two players on their teams and I'll try and get them into the lineups if you can. Outside of that, Reggie Jackson is still the number two guy on this team. He dropped 23 points in the last one. At 7-4, it's a little bit of a a higher price tag. He is nearly the same as campaign, which uh, campaign value is cratered now that Chris Paul's back. But he's about $1,000 or $800 less than Aiton. I'd rather have Aiton, but again, it's not always that simple with your cash dollars. so we'll see how you go there. I don't think Reggie Jackson's a bad play. Not huge upside here. He probably has, uh, I'd say, 45-point upside. But um, he's been playing pretty well. He's been playing mid-30s to high-30s minutes, and he's not a bad option. Um, he is the number two option here, but again, I would rather have Aiton. I think Paul George and Aiton was where I would prefer to start. Ivaka Zubats is my... I guess favorite play on this team, uh, 4,200. He barely moved. He had himself a really good game. He's going to be playing a lot again. He actually went down a thousand dollars, which I don't know why he had a 15 point six, uh, 16 rebound, double, double coming off a 14 point 11 rebound, double, double in game two, uh, played four and 33 minutes. Those last two games, they're going to need him. They saw in the first game that Deandre Ayton was, uh, playing just too easy on offense in the in the first half. Uh, DeAndre Ayton won the second game at a game winner and, and played really well also. But it came down to the wire. This game, the, the Clippers won. And Zubas played 33 minutes again. Uh, they're going to need him to play. They're not really playing Cousins. And they don't really have another center behind him. Uh, Ibaka is out. So I, I don't know why Zubas went down in cash. But I'm assuming that he's going to make at least 90% of lineups. It's just he's the easy value chalk of the game. Uh, the game makes no sense to me. But here we are. We can throw him in all of our lineups. Um, and if you if you're going for a cheap captain guy, I don't mind throwing him in the captain spot and then loading up on top tier talent. Also, that's another option. I know people like to do that. I myself find myself doing that a few times. But um, he's definitely going to play. He's going to play a lot, and he's got to play a lot. Uh, to counter Aiton because Aiton has an offensive game and will eat a smaller guy alive in the offensive post, unlike the last series that they had. <clears throat> Another guy we can look at, Pat Bev. 
he jumped up six hundred dollars in, in his price tags at thirty eight hundred now. But he's playing a decent chunk of minutes. The last two games, 26 and 27, they've really found something with him. Uh, they need him out there. He's been playing very well on Devin Booker. The last two games, Devin Booker, uh, like I mentioned, he's shooting uh, about under 30% the last two games. 5 of 36, or 10 of 36, my bet. Uh, Patrick Beverly is a big reason why. He's <laughs> I, I talk a lot of smack about this guy, but he's been playing really well lately. Got to give him his credit. Uh, his Fantasy point production has been decent, too. He has 15 and 22 in the last two games. And at that price tag, you could throw him in there and, and continue to get top-tier talent. Uh, Rondo is another guy I like to look at, but he only played eight minutes in that last one uh, after playing a solid chunk of minutes in the first two at 22 and 17, bringing back a nice point-per-minute return. But last game, he just didn't do anything. <clears throat> um and he, he had three turnovers and a steal to his to his name on O of one shooting in eight minutes. So uh, that really was a fall through the floor type of performance. And now he gives me some pause. Uh, but I would like to get him in a couple lineups, hoping I, I want to see some reports seeing why what happened there. But that's uh, that's it. I mean, Luke Kennard played a decent chunk of minutes as well, 21 and 19 in the last two. We know he's getting minutes, and at 2,200, that's hard to say. Uh, we can go to that well. I think Sarich is safer to get about 10 to 15 points, but Kennard has the higher upside to get uh, break that 20-point marker at that 2K range. Um, so he's a guy I'd be looking at as well. All right, and that pretty much does it for this showdown slate. We'll go into the tiers and throw out a couple guys that I like in each tier. Uh, as we do here at Hoopball, <clears throat> per requests. Uh, in, the, in the expensive tier, or I like to change it up. I've been changing it up the last couple, couple, and I will continue to change it. I think I did, what did I do in the last one? I think I did mid-tier, and then I did value. I will start with value, though. I think my favorite value play of the night is probably just going to be super easy. Um uh, I think there's uh, there's there's two guys. I'll I'll go with that my value and mid play are, are similarly priced. I think Ivaka Zubats is my favorite value or mid mid tier, whatever you want to call it. It's only forty two, so it's certainly in the value, but uh in this type of slate there's really not much in there in the mid tier. But I'm gonna go with Ivaka Zubats as my favorite value. He's just been playing awesome. Uh, and he's going to be playing 30-something minutes again. And I don't know why he dropped down in price. It very baffling to me. Uh, so I'm assuming everybody's going to like him as well. But we can just eat the chalk on that one. And my favorite, I guess, value again instead of mid-tier, uh, I like Cam Johnson. The guy's been playing well. He has <clears throat> He's averaging 20 points in this series so far. Uh, he's been playing rock-solid amount of minutes, 24, 24 and 30. Uh, and he can shoot. So... He's not doing much else, but we can throw him in there and uh, he'll bring back near 20 points or or more. And that's hitting value right there. If you want to go super low, <clears throat> I guess Kennard uh, would be my, my wild card guy there for the, the higher floor at 2200 And then at my high price guy, um, there's going to be a lot of Booker. There's going to be a lot of George. I'm going to go back to Aiton. At 8,200, I think that's a solid discount there. I think another 40-point game is well within reach, and he's going to hit value. He might not have the upside of George or Booker, 
but we can throw him in there even as a captain and then we could get ourselves say booker and possibly george in there as well uh, and that's why i really like him i think the price the three thousand dollar price difference from george and the 24 2600 price difference from booker is a nice added bonus there um and uh, he he just dropped down to his lowest price in the series. Uh, 40 points should be what he can bring back here, possibly with some upside. So I'd like playing them there. And I guess if you're, <clears throat> if you're going to go with the upside, uh, Paul George is is the guy on the team. So don't he would be the, the highest spend up, but he also costs the most, most money there. All right. Um, and that pretty much does it for this week or this night's showdown slate. Game four of the Western Conference Finals. Phoenix and the Clippers. Uh, this series has been fantastic so far. All three games have been within six points. Game one, Phoenix won by six. Game two, Phoenix won at a game winner. Uh, game three was a little, little more decisive. I, I said all my six points, but uh, the Clippers won by fourteen. But it was super tight. It was super tight for the most part. <clears throat> um, and I expect another barn burner. In game four, just been a really good series. And I didn't think it would be this close without Kawhi Leonard. And I didn't think the Clippers would even get past the Jazz without Kawhi Leonard. And that just speaks a lot of volume to both the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh, we'll see what happens about the Suns. But, um, I mean, I can't. Ex- I don't expect the Suns to lose without Kawhi Leonard on the opposite end of the floor either. So we'll see. But, again, Clippers, Ty Lue, this bun, this group, got to give them credit for the way they've been battling without their superstar top player. But um, it's going to be a good one. Thank you guys for ju- tw- uh, tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow on Sunday when Game Four of the Eastern Conference, fi- oh, Game Three, my bad, of the Eastern Conference Finals rolls around. I'm doing this one at halftime of the Eastern Conference Finals, where the Bucks have just opened up a whooping it was really close with uh six six about six and a half minutes left in the second quarter and then the the bucks just went on a run and now they're nearly up 30 points so um it's about to be the end of halftime so i'm going to hop off on here but i will say give us a rate review tell us what you like what you don't like we'll try and incorporate what you like We'll try and get rid of what you don't like. And you can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cocone. And you can follow us on all our different um, Twitter accounts on HoopBall. Just type in HoopBall and then look for which ones you're looking for. Or Instagram, same thing. Uh, And I believe Facebook, but I don't have either of the last two. But thank you guys again, as always. And Mike and Harris should be on here tomorrow to catch you up on Game 3 of the Hawks vs. Bucks. Peace.